What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams and GP. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, GP. How are we this morning? Good morning. Healthy and alive. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. It is, GP, because it's it's wonderful that you're in here on a Monday morning. I can't tell you how happy I am to see you. It's nice. To <laughs> we'll see how long. And then I'll be called. Yeah. I'll probably pop back later. Well, yeah, you're going to have to. I think you got to dip out. You got to. You're working on another project, so you're going to have to yeah, dip out. I know. But I, if you could pop back in later this afternoon, that'd be great. Okay, I'll try. Uh, but I wanted to start this morning with um, a, a representative from your part of the country, GP, Representative Maxine Waters. She has come out and she's publicly said that she has never glorified nor encouraged violence against Republicans. Her clone did. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, that's what we're told. So that's true because politicians don't lie. I, I find this fascinating. Uh, now, let me let me say that again. Representative Maxine Waters from California said Right. She denied that she glorified or encouraged violence against Republicans. She said that on MSNBC's uh, Velshi or whatever. Now, she, she didn't say that she did encourage violence against Republicans, did she? No, she didn't say that. She denounced mm-hmm. that she that she ever did. OK, do you have the, do you I, have the clip? I do. And I, as a matter of fact, I'm going to play it right now. OK, let's see. Let's see if this does glorify any violence. Let's go. We have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Okay. Because this was a few years back, wasn't it? Yeah, that was 2018. That that was back in 2018. Yeah. So she said that in yeah. 2018. She was talking about members of the Trump administration, members of the cabinet in the Trump administration. So specifically, she was talking about, well, actually, it, it was either right around that time or it was right after that is when Sarah Huckabee Sanders was in a restaurant and she literally got approached and, well, more or less run out of the restaurant, which was the uh, the press secretary under Donald Trump. And right after that, uh, or or right around that time, she made that statement. So if you see anybody from that from that cabinet at a restaurant, at a department store, at a gasoline station, which who calls it a gasoline station, really? If you see anybody out there, then you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them they're not welcome. Okay, I have. And she goes on now and she says, I have never glorified or encouraged violence against Republicans. And the hypocrisy here is real. To be fair, and and. and Legal terms, technically, she didn't say go out and do violence. However, we're under a new definition of what calling for violence is. And you can take the phrase that she said, push back on them. Pushing is an assault. So or even so, if you if you sit there and you get in somebody's face and you start, well, demeaning them or, or whatever. I mean, you can classify that as an assault, technically. I mean, by today's standards, you get some lawyer, they're going to twist it into just that, right? So, I mean, there you go. Yeah. A verbal assault. If you threaten yeah. harm on someone, that's an assault, correct? It is. So, I mean, technically, you know, in our classic 
way of thinking, which is now archaic, mind you. We we can't think that anyway. That's not uh, we can't think that way anymore because it's, it's not equitable and it's not fair to everyone. So you know, it, any any kind of encouraging of um, a situation where violence could happen is now calling for violence. So if we use their same standard that they're trying to push on us, um, then yeah, she certainly called for violence. That's what I got out of it. That's how I felt. She said, "Mass up together, surround them." Really doesn't you sound know, like peaceful protesting. And, and she'll take responsibility if a mass of people surround one person. But you know, I don't know. But it, I mean, you they know. just they, they're going to redefine the words by the time she. If she was to be taken to court, the word would mean something different by the time she got in there. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you really think a judge would actually see that case? They would just throw it out. Yeah, they toss right? it out. No standard. Yeah, they, they, they just toss it out. All right, uh, let's uh, let's switch up a little bit here. I don't want to spend all day talking about her, but um, d- I mean, we started with that because it transitions well into this one. GP, do you believe in aliens? Yeah, a bunch of them have been coming across. Oh wait, not what? that, not not that, <laughs> not that. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> Do I believe that there's a more intelligent life somewhere out there? No, I didn't say more intelligent. I just said, do you believe in aliens? And somewhere in the back of my mind, I believe that there is uh, something out there. But we have far more, for me, instead of dwelling on it, I find that we have far more important things to do here on this planet right now than worry about if uh, Beelzebub the alien is going to come. And All right. So, GP, do you, do you believe in aliens? You, you don't, do you? Somewhere in the back of my mind. Extraterrestrial. Okay, let me put it this way. Let me let me ask you this question. Maybe, maybe that was a bad way of asking because mm-hmm. I guess I, I believe that it is scientifically possible that there's other life out there somewhere else, right? So I, I do that. I agree. Okay. Do you believe that we've actually been visited by extraterrestrial life? Have you seen our presidential candidates? Okay, th- that's a fair point. Oh, wait, that, that's, wait. <laughs> that's a fair point. I mean, we were talking about Maxine Waters. Okay, we were talking about that. Do you believe we've actually been visited? Yes or no? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's not really a focal point of my, my existence. I know it's not a focal point, but this is the morning show. We talk about some, you know, off-topic stuff. Uh, there's a likelihood. I mean, if there was an intelligent force behind the, you know, us, as opposed to... Because you got to remember, if you look at the evolution of everything on this planet, if you're going to look at it from a science standpoint, crocodiles have been here. Why don't we have crocodile people? Crocodile people? Why don't we have crocodile people? Why don't we have mantis people? Why are there only the human beings that are are like like us? Why why we happen to be the only ones that evolved to this point? I don't there know. were tens of thousands of various species that had the potential to evolve into extraordinarily intelligent beings, and it was the poo flingers that got it. Shut up. I don't know, GP. Maybe we wanted Big Macs at McDonald's. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that was the reason. It's just I, like we, I we're striving for language. McDonald's is actually a word meaning food. <laughs> but um bum bum bum. Yeah. All that. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah. So then <laughs> GP is not sponsored by McDonald's. No, I am not sponsored by McDonald's. But boy, are these chicken nuggets good. <laughs> these 100% real white 100%, meat. 100, I can't even say the 100% part. <laughs> Without it sounding mm. scripted, yeah. All right, so there Elimination is... Fit. <laughs> Yummy. Yeah, right. Okay, there is a Harvard professor that has said... Yes, that, I saw his report, and it was very interesting, by the way. Did you read if, the report? I'm glad you got to look at it. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, what's here now? Is this the... Oh, okay. This is a different one than the one that I had seen. The one that I had seen was talking about a cigar-shaped asteroid that came through three or four years yes. ago. Yes. Oh, that debris. Yes. The debris yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, he was saying that it's actually space debris because of the way it was moving. It ended up, long story short, the material was stationary. And this is a galactic stationary, as in uh, absolute zero movement. Okay. And the movement that they witnessed from it was actually us, uh, our solar system, moving towards it. And as we came close to it, it was in a collision course with our sun. And it actually moved out of the way of the sun, defying physics, if it was an asteroid and then moved back after we passed it. Brought to you by the Sci-Fi Channel. And if you would like to watch more and more episodes of <laughs> of physics just physics defying So okay, yeah, all right. So based, based based on even that, they have space cockroaches. Even they have at least there's space cockroaches stuff well, material the, moves. But yeah, but there's the thing, moves. Yeah, but he what he was saying is it was probably um if it was alien, it wasn't a surveillance device you know, watching Earth, it was a relay or a beacon it is more like a buoy. Well, he says anyway. that he says he says that this could be explained. Uh, OK, so the, the way that it was. All right. So it, it kind of slingshot around the sun. So that, that was the idea was that this thing slingshot around the sun. It sped up and then deviated from the expected trajectory. And it was supposedly propelled by this mysterious force or, or whatever. But it says that this could be easily explained if it was a comet expelling gas and debris. But there was no visible evidence of this outgassing. It also tumbled in a strange way, as inferred by how it got brighter and dimmer in scientists' telescopes. And it was unusually luminous, possibly suggesting it was made of a bright metal. In order to explain what happened, astronomers had to come up with novel theories, such as it was made of hydrogen ice and would therefore have not been would not have had visible trails or that it disintegrated into a dust cloud. These ideas that came to explain scientific or specific properties of um I I don't even know how you would pronounce this. It's like oh oma wa wa or something like that. Moa moa. Yeah, a moa. Okay, all right. I got you on that one. A moa moa. Uh, always involves something that we have never seen before. If that's the direction we're taking, then why not contemplate an artificial origin? Okay, so he's not saying that it is 100%. So this is a theory. It's not 100% proof. So the way that it's that they're actually touting this is, oh, well, this is indeed true. So it's it's his theory based on all of this. But I mean, all of this is even circumstantial, isn't it? So what he's proposing is what they observed was a pancake-shaped asteroid that was spinning. And as it was spinning, when the pancake shape, um, you know, the flat, flatter surface of it was facing towards the earth, it reflected that, a ton of light. That was almost razor thin, according to this. Yeah. The amount of light that it reflected when it was, uh, the surface was facing the earth was 10 times greater than what it was showing uh, when it, you know, through the thin side. And, uh, you know, as I said, with the movement and everything, that that was also one of the things that was perplexing, but he's like, like you said, he's not saying that this was in fact aliens. What he's saying is, I think he wrote a book on it as well. And he was saying this in the book. The problem is not that we can't really explain this. It's that science is unwilling to look at any other cause. Like the he, science is unwilling to look at this as a, you know, an intelligent being created this device. That That's not even a possible theory, even though this would explain it, that would be the easiest explanation for this because nothing else that we know scientifically can be proven, uh, you know, can prove what happened or, or explain what happened. Because with the hydrogen asteroid, the problem with that is it would have disintegrated or, or, turned to gaseous form very quickly. When it was exposed to the sun, it would immediately almost, well, not really immediately, but the, the distance that it was to, from the sun, it would have been just vaporized. Um, and it wasn't. 
so basically, scientifically, we can't really prove this at this point. We, we don't really know exactly how this all occurred. The only thing, the only material that we know of that would reflect as much light as that was reflecting is a polished metal or, or, or a reflective metal and the movement that it was doing and everything. So he's just theorizing, he was positing that it was a, a buoy, a beacon or something like that. And the science community is unwilling to look at it uh, as such. So he's actually pushing for essentially a new branch of astronomy because of this, because he doesn't, uh, apparently he's, uh, as he says, he's protesting a, a culture of bullying, uh, the ones that basically who, who question, you know, other theories and things like that, which, okay, to be fair, I mean, if you're indeed a scientist, th- this is the thing that's bothered me about this whole thing. I mean, is, is if you're a scientist, then you're always skeptical about everything. You're always a skeptic. If you're if you're not a skeptic, then you're not a scientist. If you're not examining every single possible theory and then after you've proved something, if you don't continue to work on that or if other scientists don't continue to work on that to disprove that theory, then science is never evolving. It's always what these politicians say it is. Science is not absolute. Science is always ongoing. GP will tell you that. Science is always evolving. It's not absolute. We're making new discoveries all of the time. But now it's turned into, well, if it's if it's not fitting the agenda, then we don't talk about it. That's not science. That's not science at all. That's a disgrace is all that is. That's yeah. blasphemy when it comes to science. That's all that is. Try to bring facts forward that contradict climate change. Oh, if, if you're a person that has any kind of a, of a career, that's over, right? That's yeah. over. If you're a person that is working in some kind of, I, I don't know, whether it's if you're another scientist or something, if you're an archaeologist or whatever, and you need funding, if you don't, if you're, if, especially if you're an archaeologist or if you're, I, I don't know, a, a meteorologist or something, and you're actually out in the field. I'm not talking about these these people that go up there on the Weather Channel or something, but if you're a person that's out there in the field and you're doing actual research, if you don't toe the line with man-made climate change, you're done. You, you don't get funding. You don't get any papers reviewed. You don't get any peer review done. You don't get anything published. Nothing. You're done. That's not science. That's not science. This guy is pushing for a new branch of astronomy called space archaeology. Now this, this, okay, forget all this stuff that he's talking about, okay? This I actually agree with. Space archaeology. So it would be specifically dedicated, though we do have some of this, right? We, we do have some of this, but it would be specifically dedicated to hunt for the biological and technological signatures of alien life and nothing else, nothing else. It would only be that. He says, if we find evidence for technologies that took us that took a million years to develop, then we can get a shortcut into these technologies. We can employ them on, our, on Earth. He says, such a discovery could also give us a sense that we are part of the same time as humanity confronts threats ranging from climate change, to nuclear conflict. So I agree the nuclear conflict side of it, but you know, not cli- I mean I don't I don't deny that the climate is changing. Of course it changes. Right? That's why they changed it from global warming to climate change because people were saying, well, all right, yeah, you don't you're denying global warming. Well, yeah, I'm denying global warming. And if you ask GP because I wasn't around back then, what was it when he was a kid? It's global freezing. Global right? freezing. Global freezing. Yeah, when that didn't happen, they said, "Oh, we need to change it." Then it became global warming. And then when everybody well, we said, "We are Wait a global minute. warming." Okay. I have to stop you here. I'm going to but stop you here. But it's the solar cycle. Yes, we are globally warming. We're coming out of an ice age. What do we do? We warm. Have we, we peaked yet? We warm. Yeah. But we peaked. That's the question. Are we? Are we going back to a uh, an ice age? Are we? Not yet. Or are we still. Peaked? We need I'm more not CO2 yet. to be released. When when the when the oceans as we heat up, the oceans will release more and more CO2. Eventually, it hits mm-hmm. a I don't know catalyzing point, whatever you want to call it. And then it does reverse effects. 
it, it then blocks out sunlight and causes cooling. And as it cools, yeah. the CO2 returns back to the earth and we enter somewhat of an ice age, if you will. Um, okay. But it's theorized that we, that, that process might, might not even happen. Like once the CO2 is released, it may create a balance and we, we reach a point where it doesn't get any warmer. It doesn't get any cooler. Uh, so I don't know. It, it, there, there's, we don't know. That's the thing. We just don't know. Here's something else that's interesting. An advisor to Trump has come out and said that he might be, this isn't definite, he might be considering launching his own social media platform. I'm, I'm a free market guy. I, I like having competition out there and I like having different options so that you can select the best option for you. So fundamentally, go for it. Have at it. You know, if you can create a product that somebody else likes or, you know, that the people like the consumer likes more, by all means, it'll it'll create innovation and, you know, drive things forward. Um, but at the same time, I'm also against social media in a sense. So, you know, it's kind of a I, I don't really, you know, you want to do it. Great. That, that, I'm sure that'll benefit somebody. But honestly, I think it's I mean, I think you would see a massive influx in that. So, all right, throw this political, this third party political stuff out of there, third political party stuff, throw that out the window, because uh, all that's going to do like you, you've got everybody that already votes Democrat. They're going to vote Democrat. OK, they're going to vote Democrat. It doesn't matter. They, they don't have a thing split up over there. The, the independents, they actually caucus with the Democrats. So you don't have to worry about an independent vote anymore. They stole that back in the 90s after Ross Perot. So that's not there. The Republicans, the Republicans, I mean, but the, like the people that traditionally vote on the conservative side, we don't like Republicans. OK, like I don't like the Republican Party, but I like some of the Republicans, but not the party. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I don't like the party. I, I don't like the party. And when I when I like a few of the Republicans, I mean, literally a few, literally yeah. a few. It is literally a few. But I don't want to jump on board with another party. I don't identify with the libertarians anymore. I certainly I don't, don't either. Vote. Yeah, the libertarians are out. So, so that I understand, were we talking about a social media platform or a... Well, I, I'm just saying, OK, yeah, OK, I was I was merging back to that. But, oh, OK, oh, yeah, I, I was merging. I'm just that. just so I understand. Yeah, because yeah, yeah because I, I think, though, because the talk was a couple of weeks ago was that Trump was considering another political like party, which I party or something. Yeah, which which I think would be a mistake was the point I was trying to make. I think that would be a mistake. Now, starting a social media company, that might be interesting, right? That would be different. You've got organizations like Parler that I'm not saying it will, but it could possibly down the road change, right? It could possibly change. You've got, well, really, Telegram is the last last man standing here when it comes to that. Obviously, you're not going to get a non-biased view from Twitter or Facebook or any of the rest of them. They're already out. So Trump starts a social media network. Maybe, maybe, right? If, and he was talking in the initial stages about possibly starting his own independent media company. So if he has an independent media company... And that then follows along with an independent social media platform that goes with it, that couples with it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and the only reason I would think it would do better than um, a Parler, a Gab, a MeWe, any of the other ones. There's an, another new one. I forget what it's called. Locals. There's one. There's I mean, there, there's a bunch of social medias out there. And many of them are trying to do the free speech thing and not be another Twitter or Facebook in the sense of how they're regulating. But because of the Trump brand, that that one might actually go fairly well for Trump supporters, for the Trumpites. But that's all you would have on there. It would be another echo chamber, I think. You know, uh, as far as doing another political party, let's be honest. Let's say we do another political party, the, the Patriot Party, right? 
60% of Republicans already said they would join that party instead of the, they would ditch the Republicans. So it's not going to be enough to get votes in to, to, you know, basically it would, it would cause Republicans and the Patriot Party not to win again, basically, in theory. Do you really think you're going to win again anyway with Dominion voting systems and the way they, they changed voting processes and, and by the uh, executive branch? No, no. Is it HR1 that gets rid of voting and alters voting? I believe so. I believe it's HR1. Yeah. And that would that would basically make voting federal instead of state. And so they forget your say, electoral college. That, that's yeah, your abolition, your electoral well, college. Well, they're, they're, they're going to talk about abolishing that. This the, the bill specifically gets rid of things like voter IDs, um, allowing illegals to vote. You know, if you're an American resident, you can vote whether or not you are an American citizen. Um, and it would basically bar um, the restriction. No signatures, no voter IDs. Same day registration. Same day registration, all that kind of stuff. It would all be... Felons. It, it, Felons would get their voting rights back. It would, it would allow so much uh, voter fraud. It would, it would legalize voter fraud, basically. And there's no way, there's no system to investigate it. Uh, Bruce, they, they legalized voter fraud in the last, like, the, sort last, of. the last 50 elections. <laughs> They've legalized well, voter fraud. Yeah, this voter fraud's been going, well, voter fraud's been going on since the beginning. You know, That's we, we talk going, about what exactly. happened with Abraham Lincoln, so. Yeah, well, yeah, and I remember, like, my, obviously, not back that far, but I remember family members telling me when they were kids that they would see people down at the at the local cemetery on election day with a notepad writing down names on gravestones, and they'd be going down to the polling place turning them in. And as they were walking down to the polling place, you can't do this anymore, but I wouldn't put it past them. As you're walking down to the polling place, there's the... Um, there's the local 46 or whatever it was, you know, whatever union was in town there passing out pints of whiskey to the uh, the people that would vote for their party going in. They kind of did that with the last election. I mean, it wasn't whiskey or anything that would really benefit you, but they had um, political marijuana. operatives in. Well, they did do marijuana as well, but they had political operatives in the voting, uh, the polling place, and they were handing out flyers for Joe uh, Biden. That's, that's illegal. Yeah. You have for, to any, for any party feet. to do that. Yeah, for any party yeah. to do that. And yeah. I do recall one time uh, it was uh, it was during um, oh yeah the early voting that's going to be in there too. So they say that they're yeah. going to they're going to make it available for more early voting. So what it, did they so, also what, make it mandatory that you voted? Uh, I think so. It's kind of like what the Aussies do. So if you don't yeah. vote, like it's it's a law down there. Everybody has to vote. If you don't vote, then they fine you like a hundred dollars or something. Yeah, it's compulsory or whatever. Yeah, but. This other one that they're talking about would actually expand early voting. How do you expand early voting? You can already vote two months ahead of time, which I think is ridiculous anyway. When I was a kid, okay, and it wasn't that long ago, when I was a kid, you didn't have election month, you didn't have election week, you had election day. That's what you had. So th this this whole crap about early voting and all that stuff, that, that's nonsense. I, I've been saying that from the start. Whenever they started all this stuff about early voting, I said that's just a way for them to steal both parties. That's just a way for them to steal the votes they don't already have. That's it. So this whole idea about voting. Look, if you can't make it down there to vote on voting day, then request an absentee ballot, not a mail-in ballot, an absentee ballot. We've had absentee balloting for a long time, which that system needs to be cleaned up, right? Absentee balloting needs to be cleaned up in and of itself. But anyway, 
Uh, yeah, another political party, no. And as far as a social media company goes, I, I don't know. I think that's just like Trump's putting feelers out there to see what kind of reaction he's going to get, I think, more than anything else. I don't think he's actually serious on this. So I, I don't know. Best thing for him to do, as far as I'm concerned, is continue doing what he's doing and just stay quiet. Just stay quiet because I think he's playing a good hand right now. That's all I'm going to say on it. All right, we're out of time. So we are going to have to go, but uh, we are going to be back later on this afternoon. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you for sitting down, GP. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.